Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. We have had an amazing weekend. For the men that were here on Friday and Saturday, we had an unbelievable time in our men's conference. As a matter of fact, yesterday, after our first session, we had such a special move of the Spirit. We, man, the men flooded the altar. We didn't even have our third session. And uh, now we, we were in touch with the Lord enough to stop in time to eat our barbecue lunch. Amen. We did, we did do that. Because <laughs> we are men. Amen. But we had a great, great time in the presence of the Lord. And uh, it was just a powerful, powerful weekend. We capped it all off by going out to Virginia Axe Company and throwing axes. What more of a manly thing could you do than that, right? But it was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We've had our, our guest has been with us today, our guest speaker for today is Pastor Nathan Keating. I want to introduce him to you. He's been a pastor. He and his wife, Adina, have been pastors in Lumberton, Texas for over 19 years. They've been married for over 30 years. Adina and Robin, our connections are Adina and Robin were roommates in college back in the late 80s. If that doesn't make you feel old, nothing will. Amen. And, uh, and Nathan and I have been friends ever since. But Nathan's more than that just to us personally. He's also one of three pastors that serve as overseers on a board of advisors to Life Church. Pastor Nathan is from Texas. We have another pastor in Florida and a pastor in Tennessee who serve as spiritual overseers and advisors to this congregation uh, and to me personally. And so it's, isn't it nice to know that your, your pastor has some accountability too, right? Amen. So, uh, uh, I'm so honored to have them here. I look forward to giving you an opportunity to get to know them. And I already told Pastor Nathan after the first service, we got to make this an annual thing. We got to make this an annual thing. Amen. Them being with us. Now, I said this in the first service. He's from Texas. And of course, they think everything is the best in Texas, right? They, some stuff, maybe. But, but they also, they consider themselves part of the South. I want us to show them what a good, warm, Southern welcome really is like. Why don't you welcome my friend, Pastor Nathan Keating, to the pulpit right now. Amen. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. Man, it's good to be in the house with you and so many. You can be seated. So many of you I got to meet and over the last couple days, some of these awesome dudes and and I love that. I love that. I love it. I, it's such a great honor for me uh, to be on Pastor Buddy's uh, board of advisors for this church and. For him, and I it just, it just, I, I said to the men this weekend, what that means is, is I'm in your, I'm in the stands of this church, just cheering you on, and cheering your pastor on, and keeping him encouraged, and, and uh, because uh, you, folks, you, you know, y'all, y'all got, y'all got like amazing pastor and pastor's wife. Y'all do, y'all do know that, right? Y'all don't got, got that. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that um, the stat says that like 30% of America's Christian churches have shut down during COVID and didn't open back up. But not only are you open, but you're thriving. And you know what that is? It's the power of God, and second of all, the power of what God has given you. And that is a great man and woman to lead this church. And man. If you can pat them on the back and give them honor, that's just big, big stuff because it was a trying time for all of the pastors, and, and, um, but, but yours led well through all of that dilemma. And, and, man, I can't wait to see. He said I can get to come back every year. Dude, that's big. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's quite awesome. So I can get to see you guys grow and, and just uh, meet new people, and I love people, and so... I just love it. One more time, just give it up for your pastor and pastor's wife. Can you do that? Big stuff. 
I want to I want to talk to uh, I've talked to the men the last couple of days and uh, but I want to talk to the men but I want to do it in a little different way I want to kind of come from the background of this and catch the ladies in the process and I want I want to call this message the language the language of manhood the language of manhood I want to try to translate the language of manhood. You see, men speak a different language and we approach things differently than women. As if you, as if you didn't know that. That's not, what, that's not the most revelatory thing I'm going to say all day. Uh, that, you come in and you ask your wife just something, just something simple, you know, just, just something simple. What's for dinner? It's three words with a question mark. What's for dinner? And you're expecting back maybe three or four words to explain what dinner is. If that's the way it works at your house, the dude may be the cook. I don't know. But she says back to you, well, I was getting off of work And I recognized we didn't have anything at the house to cook. And so I knew I had to stop by the store to get something. I was was going to the grocery store, but traffic was backed up all the way down the freeway. And I had to go down the side road and back up another road. Now Now you know I hated how I hate to pay full price for for chicken when I know that right over at Walmart they have it for half price today, but 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 I I went ahead and got it anyway. And while I was in the store, I, I grabbed some ice cream and some chips, and I ran into so and so from the church. Did you know she was pregnant? And the dude is going, "Can't you just say chicken? That's all we were looking for was chicken." Just chicken. When women talk, when women talk, they talk in circles. When men talk, they talk in straight lines. Now, when I say that, that is not a criticism. You might take that as going, well, that sounds, no, I'm not meaning it as a criticism. It's an observation. It's an observation. It's, if you use this as a criticism to your wives, towards your husbands, you've missed the point. That's, that's not what we're saying at all. It's an explanation. It's an explanation and an observation for men because the Bible says, listen to this closely, that if a man is going to live with a woman, he has to, or if he's going to stay with a woman, he has to dwell with her According to knowledge, 1 Peter 3 and 7. What, what am I trying to? He will only dwell with you if he can understand you. That's why he comes up to you when you, you're a little quiet one day, and that's really thrown his game off. That's why he wants to know what's wrong with you what's wrong with you and you start crying and he's like oh god and and he's saying and you start saying i don't even know what's wrong with me you let me tell you what it does it endangers his ability to dwell because he walks away from that moment completely confused. We're talking about the language of manhood. And, and listen to this. When he becomes confused, he becomes frightened. And when he becomes frightened, he becomes withdrawn. And suddenly... He's physically there, 
but emotionally unavailable because he can't figure out what is wrong with you. Women, women do something. They process everything externally, externally. So whatever the woman is worried about, she wants to talk about it, sometimes a lot. And that's, I told the guys yesterday, I think it was, you know there was a man naming the animals, Adam, because he named them like lion, bear, hyena, tiger. Because if the lady would have named them, there would have been a full explanation right there on each one. There have been some words attached to that. Again, not critically I'm saying that, but as an observation, women process externally. Fellas, you have to understand that women process by communicating by talking. And when something is really, really bothering her, she wants to talk about it. Can I get a witness, lady? And so this is how this looks. She's ironing, and suddenly she's talking about it. Because ladies are different than us. They can do multiple things at one time. And so she's like in a full iron of something very delicate And she knows exactly what she's doing. And in the meantime, she says, our son is failing at school again. And he's hanging out with the wrong kids. I can't believe it. And I don't know what to do. I think I'm going to call the school and set up an appointment to meet with someone about the problem. The reason she's talking about it is not that she wants you to fix it. She doesn't want you to resolve it. She doesn't want you to straighten it out. She's just thinking about it. She's just thinking about it. And when a woman thinks, she talks out loud. Nothing wrong with that. That's the way God made them. Now, now let, me, let me explain something to the ladies. Ladies, let me explain something to you. While you're talking about what's going on with the kids and how it's worrying you and how it's driving you crazy and it's getting on your nerves and you look over at him and he's playing with the remote control <laughs> and you say, that's what's wrong with you. Our kids, our kids are going to hell. And you're sitting there watching football game. Let me help you with this. Men process internally. And so when you said that, they started an internal process of that. This is really important. The most the more something bothers us as men, the less we say about it. The less we say about it. When a man is really worried and when a man is really upset and he's really frustrated, this is what he says. Are you ready? Absolutely nothing. Or maybe a grunt or something. Just just. Because what you do externally, he's doing internally. And this is the thing I want you to catch here today. We go in our cave. I don't know if it's something like from caveman days or what, but we go in our cave to process. So when you said that about the kid, when you said that about whatever's going on, whatever's bothering you while you're ironing, he may be playing with a remote, but he heard you, and he went in a cave to process the issue. So the, the problem that you talked about on Monday, and he didn't say anything, but kept playing with the remote control, here he comes to you on Thursday, and he comes out of the cave, and he says, I've been thinking about what you said. 
And by that time, the ladies have forgotten. And they say, what are you talking about? Because men go inside the process and women go outside of the process. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sometimes, sometimes men go in. Sometimes men go in our caves and we can't get back out. We go inside our cave, Quincy, and we get up inside of that and we cannot process and we get trapped on the inside because we can't find a solution. And when a man can't find a solution for what drove him in the cave, he becomes imprisoned. And I want to tell you what's incredibly dangerous. The most dangerous thing that can happen to a man is for him to go in his cave or to go in there and to be in a prison. That's called solitary confinement. And the very first thing that God teaches us about men is in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. And listen closely what it says. And it's talking about this moment for a man. It says, it is not good for the man to be alone. And so God set up a help for that. He set up a help for a man not to go in his cave and be alone and never get out because he come, can't come up with a solution. So look at the rest of the verse. He says, I will make him a helper who is just right for him. In other words, I'm going to build someone for you that can step to the front of your cave and has the ability to call you out of your cave. I call that a power that a woman has. I call that a something, you want to know a power in women? It's the power to step in and do something no one else can do, and that is call your man or call your son out of the cave that they have went into that they're processing. And the truth of the matter is there are Christian men, Christian men who went in their cave to process something years ago. Some of them went in the cave in their boyhood trying to figure out why their father didn't say this or why he did say this. And as a boy, they stepped in their cave. And you're married to them or you're dating them. And you can't figure out why there is that certain area you can't reach. It's because they went in a cave to process and they have found themselves in a prison of solitary confinement. Some of them went in the cave over their first wife who left them, and they still can't wrap their head around that. Some of them went in a cave over a job that they got fired from because a man sometimes wraps his identity up in his job and, and, and something happened. We thought we were running well and got fired or let go from a job. And this has really affected even the men in our church because through the, all the COVID thing, I saw men's whole DNA seemingly rock because they went in a cave to process, why did I get chosen? Why was I let go? And they're there and they're stuck and they can't figure it out. And when a man can't get out, and when a man can't get out, he does something unique. He starts bringing his toys into his cave. He starts bringing things into his cave to comfort him in his pain. And it's not the toys 
that have him addicted. It's the loneliness of having no one who understands the dream that died him in him on the road to his own masculinity. And something died, man. And I'm buried in the cave. And no one's speaking my language to get me out of the cave. And so I came today. I came today to blow the whistle. I came today to blow the whistle and tell you that there are men in this room under the sound of my voice today. They are your sons. They are your husbands. They are your boyfriends. They are your lovers. And they are secretly dying in their cave. And the bad thing, they don't even know how to talk about it because they process internally. So in their solitary confinement, in their aloneness, I'm going to tell you what happens in our world. And I'm sorry to give you the stat that I'm about to give you. 80%, this is, that's a huge number, 80% of the suicides that occur in this country, in America, in this country are committed by men. And all of these, these men, let me tell you what they're saying. I went in a cave, and I don't know how to get out of this mess. And the only way I know how to get out of this mess is about taking my life. 80% of the suicides are men that went in a cave. And no one's talking their language to get them back out of the cave. I'm not condoning that. We sure don't wish that. That's not an option for us men. Is that right? We don't, we know we, and I'll talk more about that, but we, we know that's not an option, but it's the reality of what's going on. But it's time we in the church understand that we have to speak. That's why on Friday and Saturday, your pastor says we want to stop and we want to speak the language of manhood because we understand if it takes, uh, you know, eating, eating, you know, beef and pork and putting, putting, putting sauce all over their face and grunting and hollering and chunking axes, whatever it takes, we've got to speak together and join together. We've got to come out of our cave. Amen. Amen? And by the way, I want to speak to something else right now. Some of you, when I said that, instantly had guilt that you were not here on Friday and Saturday. And I've watched guilt throw people in the back of the cave. And I want to stop and I'm going to lift that for you. Whatever reason, you could not be here on Friday and Saturday. The condemnation is not on you for that. We want to speak to you. We, we are not speaking to you condemning today. We're speaking to you on lifting. You know why? Because you're here in the room today. You woke up this morning. You made a choice. Come on. You made a choice to be in the house of God. You could be mowing. You could be watching basketball. But you chose to hear the word of the Lord. You've got a godly man. He may not be the spiritual leader you want him to be, but he's a godly man that chose to be in the house of the Lord. Somebody give it up for your dudes today. You see, as long as everything's straight, because we, we speak in straight lines, as long as everything is straight, we're with you, man. We're, we're, we're riding on the motorcycle. We're going, we're going to heaven with you. <laughs> we're together in this deal. But every, because it's normal, it's predictable, and we do real good in, in the straight ways. It's in the turns. It's, it's in the turns. Marriage is going great on the straight way, but it's in the turns. Dudes are doing well with life. Really, we do, because we're, we're strong dudes, but, but it's in the turns. And it's in the turns when, when in relationships, it's like if we're riding a motorcycle 
and, and, and we make that turn. It's like she goes that way and he goes this way because sometimes you're losing us in the turns. You're losing us in the turns. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? If he's a man and he loves to work and, and he loves to take care of himself, and all of a sudden, I mentioned it earlier, but he, he loses his job. Hear me. He's in the middle of a turn. He just lost his job. He's in the middle of a turn. And he becomes silent. He becomes quiet. He becomes reserved. becomes angry. He becomes confused. He becomes intimidated. And all of a sudden, you start seeing things in him that you've never seen in him until this moment. And there's a reason why he's in a turn. We're talking about the language of manhood. He's in a turn in his life. Ladies, I, I want to just tell you right now, in this moment, be very, very careful. He is very vulnerable. He would never tell you that because that doesn't sound manly. But I'm speaking it today and blowing the whistle because in this part, in this turn, he is incredibly vulnerable. It's what you say in this moment. It's in the middle of a turn. It's saying, using words over your boys and when they're in a turn like, you're lazy or you're a failure or you made a mistake. or all, And all of these, while he's in the process of of figuring it out and coming up with a solution. It's in those moments when you can lose the son or you can lose the son-in-law or you can lose the husband because you're losing them in the turns. If, if he gets in the middle of his life and he has a crisis with his kids, he's in a turn. It's in that moment He's in a turn. He's not going to broadcast it, but when there's a dilemma with the kids, he's in a turn. If something goes wrong in his body, he's always been a strong man. He's always had the ability to conquer and take care. And I'm going to say this, and, 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 and I hit it and run, but even sexually, all of a sudden something starts changing in him, and things are not operating and happening like it used to happen. Are you understanding with me? And all of a sudden, he's in a turn, and he's incredibly, incredibly vulnerable. It's not in the straight ways where you're losing us. It's in the turns. And there are men who are afraid and stressed out and worried, and they're talking to no one. I know this. This is not something that I have to be super spiritual on <laughs> to know even about this group of men because I was with you for the last two days and, and one after the other as when I got through speaking men walked up to me with red eyes. I'm talking about men, muscled dudes, bad to the bone, awesome dudes, tears in their face, broken and said no one spoke my language. One man told me that yesterday. No, I don't feel like anybody knows my language. And he said this, this he told me this too. He said, I went into a cave as a boy and I don't know how to get out. And he, and he also told me this. He said, I have no earthly idea who I am. <laughs> because life processes Things pushed us in a cave. And I did everything I could to get out of the cave. I tried everything the world told me. If, I, if, I'll, if I'll have more of this, it'll make me feel like a man. If I do this, it'll make me feel like a man. If I, if I have this, if I do this, if I drink that, if I experience this, it'll make me feel like a man. And I'm still in my stinking cave, and I can't get out. If you're scared, man, I feel the spirit of the Lord really strong right here. If you if you if you're scared that you don't know that you don't have it anymore, that you, that you're going to die in your cave alone, you do whatever boy does. You drag your toys in the cave with you, and everybody else calls it your addictions, but it's just broken and lonely. 
But I want to tell a man today. I'm going to tell some men today. God, God can hear your cry at the back of the cave. <laughs> I don't care how deep you are. I don't care how far back you are. I don't care if it's musty, it's stink, it's humid, it's moldy in the back of the cave. I don't care how far and how long you've been buried in that cave. In the back of your cave, buddy, in the back of your cave, my friend, is a God that hears your cry. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise in the house? Hey, let me tell you something. That's why David loved God so much. That's why David loved God so much. But he said, this is what David said. He said, but I love the Lord because. Why do you love him so much, David? But I love the Lord because he heard my cry and he what, pitied every groan. And as long as I live and the troubles rise, I will hasten to the throne. In other words, I'm going to run out of this cave because you hear my cry, and I'm going to run to a place that you're calling me to. Jonah said this. Jonah said, out of the belly of the fish. I'm going to tell you right now, that's one stinky cave. Out of the belly of the fish cried I, and the Lord, the Lord heard me. I, I, I want to just, it just hit me that he's in the back of a fish. He's in the back of a cave. He's in a stinky place. And everything that looked like drove him there. It looked like it was pride. It, and, and, and that's what we often preach that drove him to the belly of the fish. It's really, it's really Jonah's own insecurities. <laughs> He's really struggling that I don't know if I can live up to even what God has called me to do in my life. And I'm pulling myself trying to process it. And I'm finding myself in the back of the cave. Even even when you don't obey the will of God that he's called to you, God still hears your cry in the back of the fish. Even in your brokenness, even in your disobedience, God has still heard your cry. It's not over. God knows where you're at, dude. He knows where you're at, man. And he's reaching out and he's calling you and he's pulling you out of the cave. David is the... David, King David, is the first kid that I see in the Bible that God called to be a king while he was still a kid. And God, God said this, he looked at a kid and says, I came to tell you that this man is a man after my own heart. A man. I have found a man after my own heart. Can you imagine Samuel? Samuel is the prophet, and he's commissioned to go and anoint King David, anoint this man to be the next king. And God gives him this commission to go do that. And that's one of the reasons Samuel had really tough time finding David. He shows up at a house looking for a man, and he can't find a man. <laughs> and he, they walk all the brothers in front of him, the grown dudes, with the, with the, the hair on their face and, and, you know, the husky voices. And Samuel looks at him and says, none of these guys are the guy, but I don't understand. Do you have anybody else? And they said, well, there's a kid, our kid brother, 
is out minding the sheep and watching the sheep. And Samuel says, well, I'm probably not the dude because I'm looking for a man, but can you bring him in? in? And, you know, here comes, Sam, here comes David, and David walks in the room, and he's like this, you know, this, this, this kid. Can you see him? And I mean, he's, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking he's like 16 years old. He's got B.O. He's got pimples all on his face. He comes in, and he's like wiping his nose and wiping it on his leg. And he's walking in, and, 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 and Samuel's going, I, 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 don't, I don't know here. God sent me for a man, and he's walking in going, somebody call me? Somebody call me? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why y'all call me. I've been back there watching. I, I kicked the tail of a bear, a lion. But, and I'm really nervous about my sheep out there. Could y'all let me get back to my, <laughs> my business? And Samuel said, this is the dude. This is the dude. This kid, this kid is going to be the king. I had a tough time finding him because I was looking for a man. But what God was looking for was a boy. Why did God call the boy a man? It's because God knew that he had the power to make the boy become what he called him. And so I want to share with you something that I hope you never forget, and that is this. I want to share with you that there is a king in every kid, and there is a kid in every king. And you are going to get the one that you speak to. If you want the kid to remain in the house, keep speaking to the kid. But if you want the king in your house, you call out the king in him. Call out the, come on mama, I want you to look at that boy in your house that everything in society is telling him he's a boy, he's a nobody, he doesn't know his identity, he can't even figure out which bathroom to go to. I want you to look at him and say, you're no kid, you're a king, son. You're a king. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise in the house? Precious wife, God has given you this crazy ability, this crazy power to step to the edge of your man's cave. And God, thank you, he gave me a pretty one. Step out, she go, come out here, honey. And I'm like, talk to me. <laughs> it's a power that God, come on, am I telling the truth? I'm telling the truth. And, and, and she has the power to call. You know why? Because the Bible says she was built. She was made. She was invented <laughs> with a power to call you out. call you out. Man, I'm doing a bunch of hollering and screaming today. I'm sorry. But I'm trying to holler at you, some of you guys so deep in that cave. And so God has given you that precious wife. Some of you single men don't have that lady to step to that. Or maybe the lady really was raised so broken that she stepped into the cave, and you're not meaning to, but you're saying words that's driving him deeper. And so I hope this message is talking to you about the language of manhood, that you reverse your talk, your negative talk, and start speaking the life to call the king out of that kid. <laughs> there's such a breakdown in families, and there's no wonder that 
that dudes are, are so messed up in this generation because they were raised and broke so many broken families and so many messed up situations. And, 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 so, and so, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, you're in a church, man. You're, you're, in, you're in a church. You're in a church that speaks life. You're in a church that your pastor, Pastor Buddy, Pastor Rod, these guys stepped at the front of your cave on a weekly basis, and they're going, hey, dude, hey, dude, come out from your cave, saith the Lord. And they're speaking to something in you that you don't even see in yourself, and they're calling out leadership in you. They're calling out power. They're calling out kingship in your life. And so if you don't have that person in your life uh, that's calling you out, I'm just telling you, you've got the power of the church. And God can use the church to call you out of your cave, man. And so Samuel, Samuel opened up the horn of oil. He had a whole horn full of oil. And he poured it lavishly on the head of David until all of David's clothes were saturated. What are they saturated with? The anointing of possibility and potential. I don't even, I don't even see this in myself yet, but God sees it in me. I don't even think a crown would fit on my little head yet. But God said, oh, you're going to wear that crown, boy. And you're going to be a man after my own heart. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm speaking that to a man that had a lot of failure in his life, and God still loved his hide. So you need to kick out what the broken things, that mistakes you made even since you've been in the church, kick that out and say, God, I'm sorry for that. Spouse, I'm sorry for that. Children, I'm sorry for that. But bless God, I see who I am and God. And Adam, I'm coming out of that cave. I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of that. I'm not staying in that. Do I have any men in the house today that will stand with me right now? Any men in the house that stand with me and say, I'm coming out, baby. I'm coming out of my cave. Just stay standing with me. I, 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 want, I want all the dudes, I want all the men to stand up. I want... I want all the, the boys to stand up. I want, if you're a man child, <laughs> I want you to stand up, okay? So I don't want anybody to be left out. I, want you to be le- I don't want you to be left out. I, I, if, if you've got, a, if you got a, 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 a lady that is still sitting around you, even if you don't even know that man, we're going to, even if you don't know him, this is not a flirting moment, but I want you to, I want, I want, this is not pickup time, I, but I, I, want, I, <laughs> I want you to look it over, look it over at him right now. And, and I want you to say, I see a king in you. No, 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 no. Y'all did this. Y'all did this. Y'all did this. I see a king in you. No, no, no. No, no. I want you to look over at him and, and, and look him, look him, and say, I see a king in you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I see a I see a king in your hide. I know there's a kid in there. God knows we know there's a, we know there's a kid in there. But we're we not going to speak to that kid because I've been getting too much of that kid. I need the king up in this world. Jordan, I'm looking at you over here, Bubba, and I'm calling out the king in you. I don't, I don't know this gentleman's name right here at the end, right here. Carl, 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 come here, come here. Bro, I watched, I watched you sing up here. I watched you sing up here. And I turned around to my wife and I said, man, that guy has got a beautiful smile. Now, bro, now, 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 now I know who I am, all right? All right. But, 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 I, but I said, he has got, did I tell you, baby? I said, he's a beautiful, and she goes, yeah, he smiles the entire time. You know what I'm doing right now? You know what I'm doing right now? I'm calling out the king in you. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. Speak life. Call out the king. Man, look at all the amazing dudes we got in the house. This church is, is loaded 
with awesome men. Now, this is what I want you to do, guys. This is what I want you to do. I'm not, I, 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 want you to, I want you to take a step. I'm, I'm calling, I'm speaking to the, the king in you. I want you to make a step out into the aisle. I know that's a push. I know that's a struggle. Some of you weren't raised doing that. And it's like, oh, God. But, 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 but just a minute, just a minute. I want, I want you to step out into the aisle, and I want you to walk around the front here. We're not going to do anything crazy to you. We're not going to rock, roll you, rattle you, scream at you, hold on, let go. We're not going to do all that stuff. I just want you to come, come, come on, that's it, that's awesome, dude, that's awesome. Just, just step, just step down. Ladies, look what's going on, ladies, come on, come on, help me, ladies. Come on, ladies, help me. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. That's what I'm talking about over here. That's what I, look at, look at these ladies, giving a, these ladies over here giving a standing ovation. What about you ladies over there? What about you, lady? Come on. What? This is your dudes, man. This is your sons. This is your son-in-laws. These are, <laughs> these are the men. Ladies, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, y'all started clapping and standing. and y'all, you, Guys, listen, let me tell you all an inside, inside deal. That, don't let the ladies know about this, but let me tell you all something. Ladies... Ladies thinks it, you're not going to used to be hearing this one in church, so just, ladies thinks it's crazy sexy when you leave. When you got up and started walking towards the front, they're like, that's my man! That's my man. You know why? They think it's sexy when you lead. I won't say that word again, I promise you. But they do. They, they, think, it's, they think it's very attractive when you lead. They want you to lead. And there is leadership in this church that has not hatched yet. There is leadership in this church that's still laying dormant because you don't think you're worthy at the back of the cave and, and, and you're sitting at the back of the cave and you could be leading a life group you could be leading a men's group you could be doing incredible, amazing, awesome things for God and, and I'm not condemning you that you're not I'm telling you why you're not you're not because you're at the back of the cave and somebody spoke words that drove you there but I'm speaking today in the name of Jesus to call you out into a level of leadership that you've not yet done God's wanting you to lead, man. What? Look at these altars. You're, it's full of like dudes. Testosterone. Isn't that what dudes have? I don't know what they have. Which, which one do dudes have? Yeah, testosterone. <laughs> I'm starting to think of something I shouldn't say. But usually when that happens, I say it. My little nephew, my little nephew was trying to figure out the word testosterone, and he didn't know how he said it. He said, you know, Mama, to turn me on. That's funny right there. I'm just telling you, that's funny right there. Y'all may never have me back because of that, but that's funny. That's funny to Carl. You, Carl, you're not supposed to be laughing. You're on the platform. We, we're not supposed to laugh. That we're too spiritual for all that up here. Come on, guys. God's calling you out, man. I want you to be turned on to lead. Lead your house. Lead the house, man. God's put something up in you that's more than just propagate. It's, it's, it's to lead. It's to be examples. It's to be godly men. Godly young boys. I love, love what Pastor Buddy stood, stood up here today and said during the grad, with the graduates. And I will, I will take this back to our house. He said this. He said, today they're going from kids in the church or youth in the church to adults in the church. You know what he did? He just called the king out of them. 
And for some of them, he just called the queen out of them. Amen? So that's what I want you to do, dudes. I want you, I want you, I want you to throw your hands up. Look at me just a second. You ever get pulled over by the police? Don't, don't say anything right now. And they say, get your hands up. They tell you to get your hands up because at that moment, it's complete surrender. It's complete submission. And you're throwing your hands up because you, are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? When you're in the presence of God and you got your hands up, you're saying, God, I surrender. I'm submitted to you. I give myself to you. All of my junk, all of my stuff, everything that's keeping me buried in a cave, I submit it to you. And I'm asking you to bring me freedom. I trust you. I trust you. And God's not going to put you in, in chains. He's going he's to release the chains. He's going re- to release the things that have held you. And I, I want you to give, I want, I want you men just to just start praying right now. Just start talking to God right now. Would you do that? Just, God, I come to you. Come on, come on, men. Do it like with your man voice. Come on, come on. Give God some love. God, here I am. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Man, I feel the Spirit so strong in this room right now. These men, you men, can rattle the, you can rattle the world. You can rattle this community. Hallelujah, when you're free out of your cave. Come on, there's other men. They're counting on you, dudes. Come on, I'm seeing tears drip off of men's faces. Come on, guys. Hallelujah, continue to open yourself up to God. Don't be too tough. Don't be too strong. Don't do, come on. Let let your strength drive you to worship. Come on. Just worship the Lord with me just a minute. Show your strength through the power of your worship. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel a holy presence of the Lord. Just stay in that moment just a second. Just stay in that moment. Come on, dudes. I'm I'm seeing dudes lift their hands that may have not done it in a long time. God's calling out the king in you, man. God's calling out the king. He says, no, i got a whole, whole horn of oil that I want to pour over you with potential impossibility. I know you're, I know you're in your, your, your midlife, but it's not a midlife crisis for you. It's, it's knowing who you are for the first time and being a life changer from where you're at. It's not finished for you. It's not over for you. Here's a potential oil possibility over you. the Holy Ghost. Man, man, man. I want you to do this. I want you to find a man next to you. And I want you to put your arm around him. Just put your arm around him. And I want you to, I want you to speak to them right now. Before you start praying for them, I want you to do this. I want you to look at them and say, I'm calling out the king in you. Dude, I hope somebody... I hope somebody's getting a picture of this. This is absolutely beautiful. I'm calling, say it one more time. Say, I'm calling out the king in you. Calling out the king in you, dude. Calling out the king in you. Now, I want you to start praying over them. I want you to start praying over them. I want you to be, I want you to be the Samuel that anoints them with oil of possibility. Come on, Samuel. I want you to anoint King David. Call the king out of him. Anoint them. Come on, you're the you're the Samuel right now. Pour the oil of possibility. Pour the oil of anointing. You don't even see it in yourself, but God sees it in you. Hallelujah. That's all right, man. Come on, that's beautiful, dudes. That's beautiful, dudes. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, guys. Man, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. God's so proud of you. That's awesome. Some of you maybe have never prayed like this. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right to show your emotions to God. Come on. That's kingly, man. That's manly. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's beautiful, guys. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. That's awesome, guys. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Pray it over them. Pray it over them. Pray it over them. Pray it over them. Hallelujah. Man, I feel oil in this place. I feel anointing in this place. I feel healing in this place. I feel restoration for somebody. I, I feel like somebody's getting out of the back of the cave. God speaking your language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, while our guys are still praying, would you ladies come up behind them? And, and maybe, maybe, maybe some of them, if you feel like it, you can come up next to your spouse or next to your son. Don't, don't embarrass them, but just come up next to them and just pray over them like you believe in them. Would you do that? Thanks, ladies. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, thanks daughters. Come speak it over your fathers. Come speak it over your fathers. Come on, daughters. Come speak it over your fathers. Come on, spouses. Come speak it over your men. Hallelujah. 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 That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Pray over them. Pray over them. Pray over them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. there with your spouse. Just begin to grab her hand or grab your son or daughter. Grab their hand and lift it to heaven. Come on, let's, let's, let's fill this place with worship. Let's fill this place with worship. Let's fill this place with worship. This is my testimony. From death to life, cause grace rewrote my story, I'll testify, by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'll testify, this is my testimony, this is my testimony, this is my testimony, from death to life, cause grace rewrote my story, I'll testify, by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. From death to life. Because grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. From death to life, cause grace rewrote my story, I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony, this is my testimony. Oh, yes, my testimony. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come, oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Oh, that's right, he's Greater not dead. Greater things are still to come, oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. 